0: Good morning, everyone. I'm R. W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 7th of November, the 311th day of 2022. We have only 54 days ahead of us until 2023. Today in 1512, Niccolo Machiavelli, having been appointed second chancellor and secretary, being responsible for 14 years with the independent city-state of Florence's correspondence and domestic reports, was discharged of his duties by the returning Medici clan. But this turn of events would prove the catalyst Machiavelli apparently needed to write his masterpiece, The Prince, a how-to guide for local sovereigns. In due course, Machiavelli observes, so in all human affairs one notices, if one examines them closely, that it is impossible to remove one inconvenience without another emerging. Today in 1637, New England Puritan spiritual advisor and religious reformer Anne Hutchinson was tried in Massachusetts Bay Colony as a heretic. She would posthumously become an inspiration to Nathaniel Hawthorne in the creation of his character Hester Prynne for the novel The Scarlet Letter. Today in 1805, members of the Lewis and Clark expedition, after reaching the mouth of the Columbia River, sighted the Pacific Ocean. Today in 1874, cartoonist Thomas Nast for the first time depicted an elephant as the Republican Party symbol. Today, in 1893, the state of Colorado accepted female suffrage. Today, in 1916, Jeanette Rankin, a Republican from Montana, became the first woman representative to the United States Congress. Today, in 1917, the Russian Soviet Federative Socialist Republic was proclaimed, and the First Council of People's Commissars was formed with Vladimir Lenin as leader, and including Leon Trotsky and Joseph Stalin. Today in 1918, Robert Goddard demonstrated tube-launched solid-propellant rockets. Today in 1967, President Lyndon Johnson signed a bill establishing the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Heavenward, our gibbous moon will continue waxing today until becoming full early tomorrow morning and taking on several names, such as the full beaver moon, the deer-rutting moon, the digging-scratching moon, the Frost Moon, and the Whitefish Moon, among others. This evening in the eastern sky, not long after sunset, our nearly full beaver moon will be rising in company of the Pleiades stars from the constellation Taurus, and close to the horizon will be the reddish planet Mars and the reddish star Aldebaran. In Japanese, the Pleiades are known as Subaru, which is also the recognizable logo of the carmaker of the same name. Apropos as well of this month's digging, scratching moon and the frost moon, I've been excavating new post holes at the entrance of our driveway to accommodate a forthcoming gate. Every morning with a temperature above zero, Fahrenheit is a special gift this time of year, and I'm hoping for at least another week of such relative warmth so as to allow the concrete for those post holes to satisfactorily cure. And Speaking of cures, the New York Times observes this past week that the number of daily reported coronavirus cases in the United States is either increasing or decreasing, depending upon which state you are in. With currently about 41,000 cases announced nationwide every day, though the Northeast has seen a 10% uptick, uptick in cases lately. The daily average of coronavirus deaths nationally remains above 350. In other words, at least 2,500 people are currently dying per week in the U.S. from COVID. Does that mean we can confidently say COVID is over? Or should we equally be popularizing post-COVID as a modifier when referring to the days ahead, when instead we have data showing that this disease continues to kill people at a significant rate? The United States to date has had 98 million cumulative cases of COVID since the first reported instances of the disease on January 21, 2020, BA4 and BA5 Omicron variants being responsible for almost all recent cases. Therefore, we continue to be the world's leader in COVID, with 16% of the world's 633 million cases when we're only 4% of the world's population. 3 million of the world's 633 million reported cases were recorded this past week. Elsewhere on the planet, the major industrialized nations continue to hold second through seventh places, ranging from 45 million cumulative cases in India to 38 million cases in France, 36 million cases in Germany, 35 million cases in Brazil, 26 million in South Korea, and 25 million cases in the UK since the beginning of the pandemic more than two and a half years ago. On the fatal front globally, current numbers of deaths due to COVID are officially at 6.6 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States, according to Johns Hopkins and other credible sources, are presently at 1.1 million. Not a big number, perhaps, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. Worldwide, more than 12.9 billion doses of vaccine have been administered, but remember that only 68% of all Americans are vaccinated, and half of those vaccinated have been boosted. Today, in 1918, in Charlotte, North Carolina, Billy Graham was born. Raised in early youth as a Presbyterian, he converted at age 16 to the Southern Baptist Church. After graduating from Wheaton College, he became a radio preacher in Chicago, spending a lot of time preaching at tent meetings before being discovered by newspaper tycoon William Randolph Hearst, who subsequently used his newspapers to popularize Billy Graham, in turn the first preacher to fully exploit television. Billy Graham has said, I'm an optimist. I've read the last page in the Bible. It's all going to turn out all right. Today is also the birthday in 1867 of Polish-French scientist and discoverer of radium and the first woman to win a Nobel Prize, Marie Curie. In 1879, of Ukrainian-Russian Marxist revolutionary and founder of the Red Army, Leon Trotsky. In 1903, of American actor Dean Jagger and American actress Grace Stafford. In 1913, of French writer Albert Camus. In 1922, of American jazz trumpeter Al Hurt. In 1942, of British model and actress Jean Shrimpton, and of American singer Johnny Rivers. And in 1943, of Canadian singer-songwriter Joni Mitchell. And finally, we're closing in on that part of the year when increasing darkness and diminishing light will soon swap magnitudes, with light eventually increasing and darkness diminishing, but not quite yet. Before then, we need to remember our radio station, WERU-FM, that wellspring from which so many opportunities for our communities flow. So let's do what we can to give, join, and sustain this unique radio station. Please do what you can to help support the ongoing efforts of WERU. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the eighth week of autumn.